Today, our guest in the podcast is Jeff Bridges, the star of the new movie Hell or High Water, one of the most acclaimed movies of the summer. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hey, this is Christopher John Farley, a senior editor at the Wall Street Journal. Today, my guest on the podcast is Jeff Bridges. He's the star of the acclaimed new film, Hell or High Water. Jeff, thanks for talking to the Wall Street Journal. Ah, it's good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Okay, so you got this new film out, Hell or High Water. It's being called one of the most acclaimed films of the summer. It has a 99% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's, it's doing really well at the box office. Two people are calling it a sleeper hit. Why do you think this film is hitting such a chord with people? Well, uh, it's, it feels funny, but I guess it's uh, to say this, but it's a good movie. Uh, and that you know starts with a, a script. Uh, Taylor Sheridan, the fellow who wrote Hell or High Water, uh, wrote a really good one. He's the guy who wrote Sicario as well. And I um, remember when I first read this script, it felt so uh, so authentic. It really rang true uh, for me. You know, I, I said whoever wrote this script really knew what he was talking about. And after meeting with Taylor, I found out that the guy's from Texas, so he knows the whole Texas thing really well. And then uh, also his cousin, uh, Parnell McNamara, is a marshal, so he uh, he certainly got my part right. So you play a Texas lawman in this movie who's nearing retirement only maybe days away. He decides to try to crack this one last case of these brothers who are robbing banks in Texas. Now, there's one scene that sort of stands out to me, a restaurant scene, um, where a waitress doesn't, as a sort of an odd way of asking people what they want to order, it felt kind of improvised to me, and I'm wondering, was it improvised? Was it much of the film improvised, or was it all right there in the script to begin with? No, it's all right there. You know, there might have been a little bit of improvisation going on, but not in that scene. That was all scripted. That's, uh, you know, it's a kind of a sign of a of a good script, but it feels like it's uh, improvised, and it feels like it's, you know, just happening for the first time. And what's also interesting about this film is the way it kind of uh, finds new ways into some things that might be tropes or cliches in other kinds of bank robbery films. For example, a lot of you know buddy cop films have this banter back and forth between partners. Sometimes it's on the edge of being racist. Here you have this back and forth with your partner who's half Mexican, half Indian, and you can see that some of the banter really pains him. Tell me a bit about that and why you decided to sort of go there with some of the dialogue. Well, it was, uh, you know, in the script. So, you you know, that's where you, you start when you do something like this. And uh, I come from a family uh, that's a uh, family of teasers. My, uh, <laughs> my grandfather, Fred Simpson, was from Liverpool. He had that dry, scouser sense of humor. And uh, I think my brother Bo inherited that because he teased me unmercifully all through my childhood. Even teases me today. And as my mother would remind me over and over, you know, that's because he loves you so much, you know. And I didn't quite get it when I was a kid. I don't know if I did, but you know, it's uh, it is a sort of a form of intimacy. You know, I know you so well that I know exactly what buttons to push, you know, and it's um, it's a sign of uh, intimacy and connection in a way. 
I've also read that the writer who you mentioned, Taylor Sheridan, kind of embedded some Easter eggs, some hidden connections with past films from the 70s, including the name Archer City, which pops up because that's the place where the last picture show was actually filmed and a robbery in this new film takes place there. Tell me a bit about that and whether there are other things in this film that that viewers should be looking for that you know about. Yeah, well, this is news to me. I didn't know he planted uh, Easter eggs in this thing. I I do know when I read that, when I first read the script and saw the the, uh, town Archer City in there, that really got my attention because, like you say, that was the town where um, the last picture show took place. But uh, I don't know about other other little uh, secrets he's got hidden in there. Well, I also found it interesting the way it kind of plays with who the real bad guys are. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, uh, the, the lawmen are straight shooters. They're honest. They're looking to bring in these robbers. But we, we get a lot of sympathy for the robbers because we're, uh, a lot of stores are closed. The, the bank is sort of uh, foreclosing on their land. A lot of other people throughout the movie talk about the way the bank has ripped them off. What were your feelings about that, having a, a film that kind of plays with notions of right or wrong in, yeah. uh, in the form of this bank, this bank robbery movie? Yeah, that was one of the things that drew me to the project, that, that ambiguity that you're speaking uh, about. Um, uh, that's, um, that's how life uh, seems to me. It's filled with paradox and ambiguity. You know, what, what you think is... Um, you know, wrong or evil uh, is uh, may not be the case if you you know, step into the, those other guys' shoes or you see where it's coming from. Um, I think it uh, it gives a for my my view. It's kind of a clear picture of uh, what life is like. It's not all black and white. Now I'm wondering where did you film most of this movie, Hell or High Water? I mean, in the film itself, they talk about it being set in West Texas. Is that where you filmed most of it? No, we shot it in New Mexico. Uh, we were um, all uh, lived in uh, Albuquerque, and we shot around that area. And in the film, we get this feeling of economic desperation, closed stores, bleak streets, people looking for jobs, banks grabbing people's lands, uh, no future for a lot of folks. Is that the sense you got when you were sort of staying in some of these small towns in New Mexico and elsewhere and filming this movie? Yeah, we didn't really stay in those small towns. We were, you know, stationed out of Albuquerque. Uh, But uh, it's true that that's the situation in our country and uh, a lot of uh, a lot around the world. I think it's, uh, you know, pretty accurate. Now, obviously, you've done big films, you've done small films, you've done character-driven films, you've done effects-driven films. Uh, what is the feeling you get as an actor doing a film like this? Is it a deeper, richer kind of fulfillment you get when a smaller film like this finds an audience and succeeds? Huh, that's an interesting question. Uh, well, any time a film that I'm in succeeds, it's a great feeling. <laughs> Uh, whether it's a big, uh, you know, uh, a special effect movie. But there is something uh, wonderful when uh, something uh, that, uh, you know, is not a huge budget film, but uh, something like this one that really gets into uh, the personalities of the character and uh, it kind of harkens back to movies of the 70s, I think, that this kind of 
got that vibe to it. Uh, you're right; it does have a special, uh, a special pleasure to it, especially when I look back on the experience itself. I had a wonderful time working with Gil Birmingham, who's my partner in the movie, plays my fellow Texas Ranger, and and um, Chris Pine and Ben Webster were also great to hang out with. The director, David McKenzie set a really a great uh, atmosphere for all of us to um, to work and uh, he uh, he had this little cabin that was in the center of Albuquerque you know nowadays they cut the film while you're shooting it they edited the film and so every weekend he would invite the cast and crew to this little cabin and uh, he would show us a rough cut of the film that we shot that week and we were able to hang out together and get to know each other, and I, I think that um, that really served the film. You know, you 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 get to know each other, you kind of relax around each other, and uh, when that's the condition uh, that's created, I think the best work can flow through you. Now you mentioned that some of this film kind of harks back to the films of the seventies. Now, do you have a fondness for that period? Do you think the films of the seventies, when you look back on them? some of the films that you were even in, do you think th th those films are better than the films that people are making today and you have a longing to sort of return to those days? I don't know better. I have a fondness for them because, like you say, that's kind of where I got my start with, uh, you know, Last Picture Show and Fat City and, you know, it was a bunch of, bunch of good movies back then. We had a great outfit that comes to mind. You mentioned the Last Picture Show. There was an outfit called BBS, that's, that stood for Bob, Bert, and Steve. <laughs> and they made movies like Easy Rider and Five Easy Pieces, Last Picture Show. And they were very uh, supportive of the director's vision. And uh, we got some really special movies made back in those days. But we, we do now, too. I think there's still wonderful, wonderful movies being made. Now, of course, in the last decade or two, you know, you've been in huge blockbusters like Iron Man. You've won... An Academy Award for for Crazy Heart. You've been in um, other films like True Grit that um, have uh, have gotten you lots of attention and accolades. Uh, one question I have is that uh, was there a low point in your career when you look back? At, and obviously, you've had some success in the last couple of decades. But is there is there a low point where you think that you thought your career was over and you were done for, and maybe Hollywood wasn't for you? No. I've been really lucky that way. I've been uh, been able to really tell some great stories with some wonderful filmmakers. Um, this uh, now the, 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 uh, my work has really been kind of picking up. I'm finally I'm doing a bunch of movies back to back. But just prior to that, uh, was a year and a half of movies kind of falling through, and that's uh, disappointing and kind of a I guess a down period. You know where you. You put a lot of work into developing a character, and uh, then you find out at the last minute that they're not going to make the movie for one reason or another, and that's disappointing. Uh, how do you? Cause a lot of people are holding this movie up, Hell or High Water, as kind of an, an antidote to some of the big budget special effects movies that tend to come at us during the summertime, often driven by superheroes. Now, you yourself have starred in the superhero film Iron Man, one of the more acclaimed superhero films. Do you see, you see yourself as returning to that genre at any point? Would you like to make another movie with Marvel, or is there any chance of that happening? 
Sure. I, uh, yeah, this, it's fun. All the different genres are fun. As a matter of fact, I uh, was just in England not too long ago filming the sequel to Kingsman. I don't know if you saw that film. Yeah, I did. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. That's when you're in, right? How, how's that going? Yeah, that was well. I, you know, we finished that a while ago, but it was a lot of fun, and I love uh, I love that original movie. And that's a fun genre to mess around with. And, and tell me, but who do you play in that? Are you a villain? You a hero? Or what can you say? No, so I far? don't want to give I can't. I don't want to give you too much of the. Uh, you know, to give you too much of this this story. I want people to enjoy the surprises, but. Um, I, I play the the head of uh, the Kingsman of America called the Statesman. Hmm. Okay. Well, it gives a hint of where, yeah, where things are going. Little, maybe a little hint. <laughs> okay. So right now you're in hell or high water, but um, I've read that John Turturro, one of your former co-stars, is doing a film called Going Places, which is reportedly a spinoff of The Big Lebowski. And I've also seen reports that um, that you wouldn't mind reprising a role in that film at some point. Um, have you been approached to be in that in that spinoff at all, or that that reported spinoff, or what's going on with that? No, I haven't. I know John's been talking about um, you know reprising his uh, character Jesus, you know, the pedophile, for many many years. I'm really happy for him that it's finally happening. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see it. He was so terrific in the Big Lebowski. So we'll see. And Hell or High Water, uh, and back to that film, which is, again, one of the sleeper hits of the summer, gotten such great reviews. Are you someone that, that cares about reviews? When you hear, you know, when, when someone, you know, when I tell you, like, you know, that's got 99% of Rotten Tomatoes, do you care about reviews? Do you read them? Or, or do you respond to them? It's something you monitor to see how your films are doing with critics? Yeah, if somebody digs my work, I smile. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's wonderful. You know, if I like, if I enjoy the work that we've done and I'm pleased, that's that's the kind of the you know that's the ice cream. And then uh, you know, if somebody else likes it, that's the chocolate sauce and the cherry. You know, but it's wonderful to be appreciated. Sure. And of course, you're also a musician. Musician. Are you doing anything next, music-wise? You got any albums? Got any tours? What's going on next with with the music that you make? Well, I put up this kind of crazy tape uh, or video. Well, I guess I could call it a tape because that's the title of the thing, Sleeping Tapes. And that was a bizarre uh, uh, adventure of sorts. There's some music in there. I did it with my dear friend, um, Kephas Chancia. And uh, I think that's on iTunes. And I've got a live album I put out with my band, The Abiders. And we go out and tour all the time. We've got a couple of gigs coming up here soon. And, and I've read that you used to jam with Dylan when you were working with him on Masked and Anonymous. Any tips about life or music you picked up from him, from meeting him and working with him? Oh, man, gosh, I don't know. I'm. Uh, what can I say? I tips about it. Well, he's just, uh, gosh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say about that, What you know. Tips. I don't know. He's just. Uh, I guess maybe just be true to yourself. Just do your thing. You know, he certainly does his thing. I love all his different incarnations that he goes through and has given us throughout the years. He's a wonderful artist. Well, well, the new movie is Hell or High Water. The star is Jeff Bridges. Jeff, thanks a lot for talking to the Wall Street Journal. I appreciate it. Nice talking with you guys. Have a good one.
For more podcasts, check us out at wsha.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.